Welcome to Panther Paris, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Panther Paris, a Florida Hockey Now podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Alex Lopez and TJ Peterson. And joining us today, for, for potentially the last time this season, uh, our friend, our boss, Mr. George Richards. George, how are you doing tonight? Well, hello, everybody. What's going on? Been better. Gotta yeah. say. Been, been better. better. Been better. Been better. I hear you. No. Yeah. I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Yeah, how dare you? Honestly. How, how, how about how about this? Everybody okay? Everybody all right? I'm drinking again, George. I'm drinking uh, again. Oh, here we go. That's a bottle of water. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, that's uh oh, I guess the little blur thing, but this is Clonic Guilty, some nice Irish whiskey. Straight from I'm the also beer. drinking straight. Oh, he just got some raspberry bottle. seltzer. Alex just he just belushied that bottle. He sure did. I mean, there's like one glass left, and I'm not gonna waste the glass when there's one glass left in the bottle. But if we're going to bury the team and bury the season, I did. I was drinking the last two times, so I'm going to drink again this time. That's true. We're trying to keep everything as similar as possible. Uh, the Florida Panthers do go down 3-1 to one in the Stanley Cup final against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they did win the third period one nothing. So if we take a sample size of just the third period, uh, it's actually a three. It's a two to two series, uh, and I'm actually in a great mood. Unfortunately, there were 40 minutes. Pre, uh, preceding the third period uh, and those 40 minutes were not particularly good yeah for a team that needed to win there was the effort was not there the first two periods no vegas was better in every area and frankly the panthers kind of got lucky that there weren't many penalties called because their penalty kill has been terrible in this series so they didn't have to kill i think they killed the one penalty but yeah they they didn't give up multiple power play goals because they weren't multiple power plays. And that seems like it's the only way that's going to happen. <laughs> penalty killed. It did. Listen, let's let's, you know, the penalty kill did look a lot better. And the one penalty kill we saw it did. Um, when we had the Mark Stahl trip um, was on, on stone. Was yeah. That, yeah. After, yeah, after a conveniently after, slash. After, <clears throat> after the slash. Right. Um, it did look better. That was a really good kill. I don't think I don't think Vegas got a shot off on that on that power play. Uh, so they were able to to, to blanket Jonathan Marchessault a little bit. He's been killing them on the power play. So listen, if y'all are looking for some positivities tonight, I just gave it to you. So there you are. You're welcome. Yeah, you know, going into going into the game last night, I did say to TJ, I wish I had tweeted it, but I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to put it out into the world. Uh, I did say to TJ. Uh, I have a feel. I have a good feeling. This is the game that breaks Jonathan Marchessault's uh, goal scoring streak. I was right about are. that. <laughs> what what I unfortunately was unable to predict was that you let Chandler Stevenson score twice in a Stanley Cup final game. Chandler Stevenson's been really good. He yeah, yep. he's a, he's a fine player, sure, but like that's not the guy that I want scoring against me twice in a Stanley Cup final game that is essentially a must-win. Last night may have been the Panthers' final home game of the season, and you let Chandler Stevenson be the reason for that? Yeah, it was not a uh, great uh, night for the Panthers, uh, obviously, that, that second period. And and listen, Vegas has been killing teams in the second period all year long, all, all postseason long. Yeah. Um, that's where they do their damage. They outscored Florida 2-1. to one. 
They got those two goals there to make it three nothing. And at that point, you're like, all right, the Panthers really need one. They they got that pinball wizard goal from Brandon Montour. Yes, they did. You, you, listen, they were right in that thing. They they were able to chip away. They were able to to finally get some pressure um, through. But you know, again, another thirty block shots for Vegas. Florida not getting any a lot of pucks at the net, um, making Aiden Hill's life fairly easy. Um, and that's thanks to their defense. And we've talked about okay. this. Um, when when Sergei Bobrovsky looks like a Conn Smythe winner, it's because his defense is helping out. And this is absolutely the same thing for, for for the Vegas Golden Knights. When Aiden Hill looks great, a lot of it you can you can credit his defense for helping him out. And they've been and they and they have not relented. Um, they have played a fantastic game so far in the first four. Um, there have there have been few hiccups by the Vegas Golden Knights defense. They, they've, they've stuck to their game plan. They have done everything that Bruce Cassidy has asked them to do. And we can't say that for the Panthers because we've no. seen lapses in their play. We saw it in the third period of game one. We saw it in the entirety of game two. And that's why we are where we are right now with the Panthers down 3-1. All right. Uh, two angles that I want to take on this. Uh, I'll start with the question – George, I I have a feeling that you know the answer, so let the other guys guess first. Do you all know how tall Aiden Hill is? Six two. I'm I'm just gonna completely wild guess. Jake, five eleven. Look, man, I have no frame of reference for this. Do you know the answer, George? I think he's six three. Aiden Hill is listed at six foot six. I was gonna say no six five. Well, why Come did you on. say 5'11 then? Because I decided to go in the other direction of extremes. He bet so, a dollar. Alex, you can attest to this. I probably shouldn't be the one to make this point. Okay, well, NHL.com has him at 6'4". Let's go with that. When I Googled it, it was 6'6". Six six six. Six. Oh, okay. right. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, I mean, 6'6 six six is like what you put on your Tinder profile when you're really 6'4". But anyway, I digress. Uh, if you're 6'4", you're probably just putting 6'4 on your Tinder profile. All right, fair enough. Look, (laughs) that's the modern day goaltender and especially the modern day goaltender that, well, what's the name of the Vegas coach? Bruce Cassidy is going to love. And if you look at where the shot locations for the Panthers are coming from in this series, whole lot of stuff from the outside Yeah, that he is just going to be able to sit and stop because he's six foot four and he's huge and it's going to be very easy for him to cover every possible area if you don't get to, to the middle much more frequently. And that's why in these games, the Panthers have gone two goals in regulation, two goals in regulation, two goals in regulation, and two goals in regulation. We all know that this blue line of Mark Stahl, Josh Mahura, Radko Gudis playing at like 85%, Gustav Forsling claimed off waivers even though he's a good player, Admittedly, Brandon Montour and Aaron Eckblad, they're great blue liners. But we know that that is going to give up more than two goals in a lot of games. So you got to figure out a way to get to three, even four a lot of the time. They haven't done that once. Yeah, the, the, the problem is what worked for the Panthers in the first three series, which is an extremely aggressive forecheck, an extremely effective forecheck, has stopped working. Vegas isn't making the mistakes that Boston, Toronto, and Carolina did. The Panthers, try and think of one 
turnover in the offensive zone that the forecheck caused that led to a scoring chance. You haven't thought of one. I mean, I was watching last night. They had opportunities, but instead of those turnovers that they were turning into quality chances, it was pucks deflecting off sticks and still getting out of the zone. Like the Vegas just hasn't made the mistakes. And that chart you pointed out, TJ, is is perfect reason why. They're not making mistakes, so the Panthers aren't getting odd man chances. And when they get in, the Panthers get set up in the zone, Vegas is just collapsing the center and daring the Panthers to try and get shots through, and they have not been able to. They're, you know, I said it going into the series. They're a bigger team than any team the Panthers have faced so far. They're bigger in skill. So they're able to clog the middle, keep the Panthers to the outside, and they're not getting in the front of the net. They're not getting uh, grimy, gritty goals. And you're sitting here down 3-1. And honestly, it, and I'm not even doing this for the meme of, oh, we buried them twice and, like, you know, it's worked every time. But, like, this it, this inevitably feels like Vegas hoisting the Stanley Cup either in game five or in game six. Five. At this point in the series against Boston, I was feeling like we'd be in this if the goaltending disparity wasn't what it was. Line wasn't good. Bob wasn't good. They were in that. Goaltending has been fine, especially in the last two games. I mean, Bob won them game three, pretty much. It it doesn't feel like they're getting unlucky. It just feels like Vegas is better. Vegas has a better plan. Vegas is prepared. And that wasn't really the case as far as Boston went. And that game five was still pretty ugly. They survived it, really. Yeah. Listen, I mean, the, the Panthers, um, they've got an uphill uh, uphill climb. We all know what, what what's in front of them right now. Um, they still just have to put some traffic. You see what happens when there's traffic in front of Hill. Because of his size, he doesn't move laterally very well. Um, you saw Matthew Kachuk's goal in game three uh, was just sitting there because because Hill, you know, wasn't able to get over. Um the Panthers, you saw it in the final seconds of game three, of game four. The Panthers put all that pressure. And like and like, uh, like Kachuk said, another second or two in Florida might win that game or tie the game, tie the score. Um, because they had all the pressure going right there. Um, and they were around the net. And they never are around the net until the final minutes of a game. They need to do a lot more of that. Vegas is doing that. The Vegas is getting in front. Vegas is challenging Sergei Bobrovsky. Florida's been able to survive that so far. Um, but, you know, Florida's got to figure out a way to, to really make, make Aiden Hill work. And I know that they were under attack with the six-on-four power play in those final 17 seconds. Um, even the, even the, the, the six-on-five, Florida was able to sustain some pressure, um, yeah. lead, leading to that delay of game. Um, with 17 seconds left, but um, they need to do more of that, and 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 that's what that's the most disappointing part about Game Four. Not the final score, but I think the Panthers knew that going in after seeing how they, you know, the success that they had limitedly in Game Three, and did not do it in Game Four. They just didn't. Then you talk about the the effort wasn't there or whatever. I think they were just trying to keep it a one goal game like always and just, you know, keep it close and play it till the end. And it got away from a little bit of three nothing that they, you know, obviously didn't want to do. Well, two things since we're talking about the end of game. 
One, has an official explanation been given as to why there was the random whistle by Wes McCauley with about a minute 40 left? No, they never explain anything. They don't explain uh, anything to anybody. They don't uh, tell the coaches. They don't, they don't, they don't tell the coaches much. They the NHL allows these officials to get away with whatever they want. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jumping on this official train, except when it comes to this. There's no pool reporters. We never get to question right. every other sport. If you have some kind of, but there are so many bad calls, I guess that they figure that that would be all they do is speak to the media. Um, in the NFL, you're able to, to question officials called. What did you see there? What was the reason there? You don't see that. You see it in the NBA, but you don't see it here. We, nobody, we ask coaches, hey, what did they say? They didn't tell me anything. Well, why not? Because they don't have to. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, we're not going to do the refereeing train because I know George I'm has not no interest. In, I'm not, yeah, I know, yeah, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I know you have no interest. So I'm, t- I'm telling our listeners who are, are probably waiting for me to go off again that we're not doing it today because <laughs> that's not what George wants to do. And, you know, we're we're here to accommodate our, our guests. The officiating has been bad. Let's come yeah. on. I mean, it, it yeah. hasn't been good. They've missed things. They've called phantom calls. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it one way or another, but I understand Um people being upset with it, but, but there's no, you know, there's no Vegas, you know, Gary Bettman wants Vegas to no. win or any, or any joke no. like that. No. The officiating is just bad. And that's the NHL. That's the national <laughs> hockey league for your kids. It's just bad officiating. And, yeah, and it's, it, it's and, not and it, rigged. It's just bad. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It's bad. In Occam's the regular razor. Season. It's bad in the regular season. And it's bad in the playoffs. Yeah. People yeah. are just paying closer attention in the playoffs because. Right. Right, everything has higher stakes. I um, mean, you look at Game Three where they were calling everything, and then in Game Four, nothing. Nothing. At least, at least the officials in the Carol, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals, it was very consistent. They didn't call anything. Yeah, just let them play. Yeah, unless uh, it was very egregious. And you know, we talked. You know, Aaron Eckblad was like, "Listen, there was a slash. Yes, there was a hold. Yes, the call it. We get it. It was, but you know, but." You know, when you're just calling stuff to call stuff, it, it, you know, it, it's just it gets frustrating when you watch hockey as much as we do and see it on a nightly basis. And, he, <laughs> right. and these coaches and these coaches see it. They, they break down film on every team. So they'll be watching a game Vancouver versus Seattle and see the same thing, you know, and, and then they, they're and then they're getting the call against them. And like, what are you talking about? Anyway. Yeah, neither here nor there. What, what I don't like about it, and I've said a version of this so many times, is that the NHL has decided they want their games officiated this way. They don't want consistency. They don't care about the rule book. They, they're fine with the officials ignoring things if they decide that they want to. It's just jazz, carte blanche, Calvin ball, however you want to describe it. And I really don't like it. End of sentence. But you're but you're but you're absolutely right, TJ, that the NHL is fine with it because it happens every single postseason, every single one, and never changes. And it's the same officials, and it's the same criteria, and it's the yeah. same leadership, and it never changes. So and they openly defend it when they can. Uh huh. Oh, it's the best officiating in the world. Just ask them. I mean, yeah, not even that. Can. Like when they're talking about game management, they say, "Yeah, like it's great. We need it." Uh, I don't know so much about that because when Tim Peel came out with the whole game management thing, there was there was some pushback from the NHL on that. 
But yeah, George, you said something in that that, and we're spending a lot of time on officiating for. It's not me. It's not me for once. We're not going to talk about it. I'm done. Uh, That it's always the the same refs. That's the biggest problem. The referee that the NHL holds up as like the status symbol for NHL refs. That's the guy who blew the phantom whistle last night. Wes McCauley is the poster child for NHL refs. Yep. Do we know it was him? Yeah, it was. It was. Okay. For the best referee in the NHL and the guy they hold up as the referee that all referees should strive to be like. Like it's not good. It's not good. On the end of the game, and it's not officiating related, but it was it's going to what you were talking about, George, how the Panthers were struggling to get in front of the net, and they really didn't until the last shift. And who was on the ice for the first time pretty much since the start of the third period? Matthew Kachuk. The Panthers mm-hmm. Matthew Kachuk is clearly injured. That's not debatable at this point. Not debatable. And, no. And their second best net front presence hasn't played a game in the playoffs and hasn't played since the first couple months of the season in Patrick Hornquist. And he was retired. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but that's my my point is the Panthers are are basically limping to the end of the run of this playoff run. Meanwhile, Vegas like they did what contenders do. they load up at the deadline. They've got Barbashev. They went and got went and got Barbashev. Like they're healthy. The only thing that's gone wrong for them is their goaltending. Where Aiden Hill's their quote unquote number three, but they've got so much depth. They've got so much defense. They're also. T- playing an active roster that's 10 million over the cap. Again, this is not excuses. This is just uh, yeah. pointing out the, what the Panthers are going against. They're going against a very deep team and they're limping to the finish line. It's a, it's a monumental task. I tweeted it in jest, like, because there was the Barkov tweet. Sorry, George, but I just want no, to no, get no, this no. real quick, but there was the Barkov tweet. He's not done. He's been not good enough. Then he scored. So I was like, you know, the whole team's not good enough. We've gotten every last drop of lemonade out of this lemon possible. But honestly, I believe that. Like, did we really think the ceiling for this team was Stanley Cup winners? Once you're here, yeah. Now that they're there, yes. Now you know, yeah. yeah, right. No, of course not. No, the, the, the question has been about this team's depth all year. Yeah. And it's and then- solely based, it was solely based on the handcuffed Bill Zito on July 1. Um, he brought in players. That were cheap. Let's just say it. They're cheap. Yeah, um, Nick Nick Cousins was going to be cheaper than Nola Chari. Um, Colin White was a reclamation project, got a cheap deal. Um, Eric Stahl was a tryout deal for, for a league minimum. Mark Stahl was a league minimum. Who did Florida sign on July 1 that wasn't, you know, like a million two or below? They, they didn't. They didn't. They had no money. They couldn't do and it. Let's also um, not forget on the on the vein of Eric Stahl specifically, the Panthers couldn't afford to sign him until Ekblad went on uh, went on IR. Correct. So they were at twenty players to open the season. Um, Ekblad gets hurt. They had to remember the first first five, six, ten, yep. you know, first couple games. They, had mm-hmm. to, they were, I think, game two. They were playing down a man um, because of that. So um, they did not have, and then and then and then the, then the Kachuk thing blew it all up because at least they had a little bit of money. They might have been able to carry twenty one or twenty two before the Kachuk twenty one. They might have been able to carry twenty one players, um, because you were thinking that Stahl would be the seventh defenseman with with Uyghur in there. Um, I, I think we thought but, Stahl but, would but be the seventh are. defenseman as the roster opened up. Right, but there were yeah, but there was <laughs> you know so. 
you look at the depth of the Panthers, as I think is right. the, the, the point. We are seeing it now. Um, the depth is being tested. Uh, Lou Steinen being out is gigantic. And most hockey people, what? Who? Right. I don't even who at two Lou Steinen. What? He gives the Panthers and Paul Maurice so much flexibility. When you're changing around the lines, and God bless him, Nick Cousins is now playing with Sasha Barkov because Lou Steinen is not playing. Right, and he, you, you could have put Lucerine in centering the third line, and you put Lundell up there. You do, you could do a whole bunch of different things, and now you don't have that because who are you going to play? Who are you going to who who are you bringing up from the Black Aces of the Charlotte uh, Checkers who haven't played in, in three weeks? You're going to uh, Denisenko. Denisenko's going to play. Uh, yeah. Alexi happened happened to He's going to play. Who are you going to play? I mean, there's one guy that they would play, I think, but he's a defenseman. You know, Lucas Carlson, but but um, I'm just but no, they won't. Throw... They haven't. They haven't played him. They, they have the haven't. Yeah, play, I don't they, think they, Paul. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand that. But that's that's neither here nor there. If you're if losing your third line left wing exposes the depth of your hockey team, your hockey team is not deep enough, and. On its own, no. But when you look at all the layers, he's your—he's one of your top penalty killers. Right. You yes. can play him in so many in, – in the things that you can do with your lineup that you cannot do now. Um, I think it, it 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 just shows how 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 thin this team is. Right. And yeah. and, and again, who do you, who do you get? And how to great replace of a him? contract that two's on. <laughs> who thought Zach Dolpe would play more playoff games than? Yeah. I can't even think of a name, but Zach Dolpe's probably up to a half dozen, eight now. Yeah, yeah. He, he's close to qualifying to have his name on the cup in multiple different ways ah. at this point. He's qualified. He played in a final. Right, game. but I'm saying in multiple ways, like because there's like you can play a certain amount of playoff games, play in one finals game. Like, yeah, Casey Fitzgerald is also qualified. But my point is like exactly what George is saying. Zach Dolpe is playing way too much, and it has not. This is not a shot on Zach Dolpe. It's just no, not at all. This is just what's that. left, right? When 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 we saw Toronto running seven, uh, eleven and seven, Paul Maurice was like, "I like it. I like the, the uh, you know, because if you're not really playing a lot of your fourth line guys anyway, why not? You know, you can spread the you can spread the the ice time out a lot more with eleven seven. I'm surprised they haven't gone to it more. I'm surprised they only did it that one time. And and you could use Lucas Carlson as that seventh D and not have to rely on Riley Fitzgerald. And and just go go with Lucas Carlson in that situation. I agree with you, George. I I was shocked that we saw Casey Fitzgerald in. I mean, it made sense in the sense that he was clearly protecting uh, for, for Gudas, who was playing injured and then got knocked out of the game. So we wanted a right side guy to to replace Gudas. But I'm so we've had this conversation a bunch of times. Lucas Carlson just had a fantastic season in the AHL. And Casey Fitzgerald's been a healthy scratch for 95% of the year. The Panthers had so many opportunities to play Casey Fitzgerald and did not do it. You played Mark Stahl for 82 games. There could have been a game against Arizona where you, you played, or Buffalo. When Bu- the, the perfect time was like two weeks after they picked him up off waivers. Hey, Buffalo, okay, you got to think that this is when he gets in. He didn't get in. He didn't get in for two months. Only by necessity. Yeah. The bare necessity. Actually, no, that doesn't even work because Casey Fitzgerald's five foot eleven. So it's it's the handedness, yes, but I I truly think that Paul Maurice sees 
Mark Stahl and he sees six foot four and he says, that's what wins in the playoffs. And he sees Lucas Carlson and sees six foot zero. And he says, that's useless. That's worthless. And people they are going to point out no, what no, Vegas is Ratko doing. Gudis is also six foot zero. Like, come on. They, they listen, they like, they like, they like case. I'm not ripping him. I'm not. Um, but in fact, I was advocating for him to play during the regular season and they just wouldn't do it. So that, that was my question. Why, why isn't he playing? But now yeah. he is. And I understood why you kept Lucas Carlson in the mind. It kept him in Charlotte and you had, but now, now it does, none of that stuff matters. Why aren't you? Yeah. You know, but, but it's such a minor thing. It does. I don't know why we're even, it, it is with it. Whatever. Yeah. I just want to disillude people from the idea that he's going to be on this team next year because they don't, they don't think of him highly. They who, who's going to be here then? They're going to Somebody get some other guy be. that's 38 years old and big enough to, you know, play playoff style hockey. Well, why don't we have some fun? Well, they're going. They're going to carry seven, and you got. You have to think one of them is going to be Matt Kierstead or Lucas Carlson. Yeah, I I don't know about Kierstead at this point. Like he had a rough year in the AHL. Like I yeah. I think Kierstead gets traded. Um, myself. But now that, you know, Lucas Carlson just hasn't played, I don't know. I don't know what his future is here. Hey, you know who's a 36-year-old right-handed defenseman who's a pending free agent? Oh, God. Anton Strawman. Well, they don't need a right shot. They need a left shot. So <laughs> They need a left shot, yeah. Dmitry Kulikov. Yeah, oh, that's Kulikov. Gonna, it's going to be Kulikov. I'm, I'm holding, yeah, out. I'm holding out hope for Dmitry Orlov. I, I'm, we'll have I mean, they money. might get both. We'll have the money for Orlov. Orlov's going to get paid, though. I hope it's by Florida. The the cap space getting squeezed by the cap not going up is helpful for Florida because absolutely it becomes magnitude of you know it, it's like ab- exponential because of the amount of space everybody has. We're talking about like one million dollars doesn't seem that big of a deal, but the difference between one million and two million dollars is huge. And for the Panthers, the difference between what is it like eleven and twelve million dollars, something like that, not really that big. Yeah, everything's going to go down as a result. This is how I win. Calvin DeHaan also pending UFA. I've been banging the drum oh. for him for a long time. I got to see how tall he is. George, where do the Panthers? <laughs> go, where do the Panthers go from here? Do they? Is there any change you think they can make that would try to stem the tide and get us to Game Six? Well, I mean. This team has done some things that we have, did not expect throughout, right? And they've, they've got their backs against the wall. They've never won in Vegas. Right. The cup's going to be in the building. This this has all the machinations of a Florida Panthers win just because of all the all the side stuff. On the ice, I don't know. Interesting. I, mean, I, think, you've gotta, I, I think you've just got to – you've got to have – everything's got to go right for Florida. Um and, you know, there's no wake-up call. I think, you know, Mike DePasquale from Channel 7 is always – every game he's asked me who's going to win. And I always – and he gets ticked when I say I don't – I have no idea. He's like, come on, you've got to know. And I'm like, how, how would I know who's going to win this yeah, game? Yeah, George, aren't all the games play, decided beforehand? The game, the Panthers could play, play the best game they've ever played and they could lose by a goal. I mean – it's just the way of the world. They they could play their worst game and, and they'd probably get blown out. But who knows? They might get a couple lucky goals. Like, who knows? 
I think the Panthers are going to come out and they're going to play a, a really good game um, on Tuesday night. I'd be very disappointed if they don't. That doesn't mean that they're going to win. But I think that they've got they've got the goods to, to, to pull off another win in this series. Um, the pressure is all over Vegas. Um, but I think that they're experienced enough at this to handle it fine. Vegas is going to handle it. They're not going to choke. They're not going to choke at home with all this pressure. Um, Boston might have. Um, I, I think Boston did, but it was a different, like we talked about the other night, it, this is a different world. This is not game five in Boston. That was the first round. Boston was already looking ahead. Who are we playing? Tampa or Toronto? Who are we playing next round? This is it. This is it for all the more. And, and, and Vegas knows it. the finish line is in the building. Um, they are not going to take this game lightly and said, ah, all right, we lost. We're going back to Florida. Forget it. Like Boston did. Boston lost in overtime to Florida in game five, and it was like, crap, we got to go back. We got another flight, you know. Hopefully nobody gets hurt because next week we got – Vegas doesn't think like that. So this is going to be a very, very difficult thing. So we can talk all – hey, the Panthers did it before. They were. This is a different animal, man. This is a completely different animal. Yeah. The funny thing is that if you did know who was going to win, you'd be in Vegas instead of being here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to yeah. make that same joke, TJ. I was going to make yeah, that same is, joke. It's a flip a flip a coin with these guys. I I don't know. Yeah, don't know. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Bob the playoff vote. run for the Panthers, frankly, has just been that the coin has landed on heads an unusual amount of times in a row for them. Let's be yeah. real. Like I don't think this team is better than last year's team. No, it's not. It it's it, Matthew Kachuk though. It's it's playing better when it matters most. Like they're playing way better right now than they did in last year's playoffs. But yeah. talent wise, when you match up the rosters, it's not close. Last year's team had Mackenzie Weger in Mark Stahl's spot. Last year's team had Claude Giroux in Nick Cousins' spot. Like, <laughs> well, when you put it that way, like the only the only advantage this year's team has over last year's team is Kachuk over Huberto, and Huberto's no slouch. Like, come on, guys. You had Mason Marchment, you had Lendell, and you had uh, 13 Sam Reinhardt. That was a pretty darn good line until Marchment got hurt um, in, in Tampa, and that, that obviously hurt Florida yeah. in the second right. round. But, um, yeah, a lot of changes to this team, and, and, and they knew it coming in. So, um, hey, good on them. But we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. we'll see what happens. And I have no idea what's going to happen because I could definitely see the Panthers winning this game and coming back for game six. And I could definitely see Tampa Bay, uh, the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights winning it. And that's that's the deal. Clean out, clean out party on Friday. You know, I will see. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't I'm not as, I'm not so hopeful. I don't even see the Panthers winning in Vegas. I know I know you said this has all the makings of of kind of a Panthers shock the world upset kind of game. No, it doesn't. Not not to me. This is this has all the makings to me of a Vegas clincher. Cup in the building in front of their own fans in an arena where the Florida Panthers have never won a game. I I, I just I don't see it. They've had this opportunity. They had this opportunity against Dallas and, and didn't do it at home. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the Stanley Cup, obviously, but Dallas has also won in Vegas before. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. But but again, that's George, my big hang up for some reason. I, it, I can't get over that. It's back to what you were saying. This isn't oh, we've got time to play with our food and then we'll get to, then we'll get to the next round. This is sixty minutes from immortality. 
It is literal immortality. Your name etched on the holy grail of hockey. Like you, you're you're up for that. Like there's a reason Matthew Kachuk is playing with one arm right now because right. he is three wins from immortality. Vegas is one win from immortality. I, as much as I hope it happens, I I'm in the same boat as Jacob. I I don't see it happening. Like yeah, no. I I see where you're coming from, George. Where it's like okay, there's all these things against him. So it kind of, it's like, it's the gambler's mentality where you, you walk to the roulette table and you see that Reds hit 15 times in a row. It's like, well, it's got to be black this time. So I get mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, like, that's a really fucking good hockey team and there's 60 minutes of immortality. I, I think we know going into the third what's going to happen. And there was some body language yesterday. Um on the on the flip side of this from the Panthers that they felt, you know, you could kind of see that they lost opportunity. Um, I, I saw some some lifers, you know, some people that have going been going for this for a long, long time. And they were, you know, just hanging, hanging dog, you know. I mean, they just we got this far and here, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It, but as long as that doesn't bleed into the players, it, but but it, in the back of their heads, they have to be thinking it, too. I mean. Um, that maybe we kind of blew this chance. And, and that's and that's kind of where we get into the mentality of Jacob, where it's like you got here, and you might as well win the whole fucking thing. But at the same time, like you look at the roster and it's like, this isn't a team that should be in the cup final. They played really well. They've got a lot of talent. They're not, this isn't Montreal from a few years ago. This is still a, a damn good hockey team. But like they've they've had a charmed existence to get to this point. Yeah, this was yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Listen, no, that, that that Montreal thing was a fluke. This is not. This was the President's Trophy winner last year. This is a team that's been building for this for the past couple years. Um, and, and and the window is open for this team, but but Absolutely. you don't know if you're ever you and you don't know that you're ever going to get here again. Right. So um, that's the that's the that's the point where uh, you know we had our chance, but. Yeah, no, hey, we'll see. Tampa went three straight years. Who knows? Yeah. Ask Dan Marino. Right. He was yeah. here. He was, yeah. you know. I mean, like I said, like, it's very hard to get this lucky. There's a reason that it hasn't happened before. Like, yeah. to the Florida Panthers in the 21st century. Well, Frankly, Marino, like, it, it, ask, there are lots of us. reasons for that. And none of them have to do with luck. Some, Some of them Barkley's been here. Yeah. yeah there's TJ, a lot of. Jay, you actually made a really interesting point uh, to this end. I don't remember if you if it was a tweet you sent out or if it was just something we we were talking about yesterday. But you made a really good point about uh, about the opportunity, and that was that no matter how much better the team is in future seasons and near future seasons in this window, they don't have a better chance than they have right now they can't be any closer than three wins away from winning the cup without getting here again. So no. And it's, it's a really interesting way to look at it that like, yeah, this team doesn't look like the team that should win it, but you're right. This team has a better chance as of right now that to win the cup than any team going forward until they win 12 games in the playoffs, 13 games in the playoffs. They've won three straight in every series up to this point. Yeah. Also a very interesting little bit of optimism. 
Look, let me say what I think is going to happen. And I thought this was going to happen last year, too. I can't I can't remember if there's anywhere that you can look this up and confirm it. But I thought Tampa was going to win game five last year. I thought it was going to be some combination of emptying the tank and the dead cat bounce. And then I thought Colorado was going to win in six. I think that's what's going to happen in this series as well. I think Florida will empty the tank next game. Vegas will be kind of tight because they're thinking about winning the cup in front of all their home fans. And Florida will maybe go up two nothing in the first period and win two to one or something like that. And then Vegas will win like five to two in game six. I can see that. Absolutely. Yeah. I look Tuesday's game would be a great time for the Panthers to secure their first ever win in Las Vegas. Would be a great time to score your first power play goal of the series. Yeah. I'm not confident in either one of those things happening. That, that's another thing where it's like, and, I, and I've been the one to rail on the officiating the most of the three of us, but when you're 0 for 13 on the power play, it's like, right. You got to stop. Doesn't matter. Like, yeah. You, yeah. You're giving up two power play goals a game outside of game four and you haven't scored on the power play. Like you're getting your chances regardless of how one-sided we all feel the officiating, but you've gotten chances and you have not converted. Like TJ said, you've scored eight goals uh, in regulation in four games. You're not winning a cup that way. Right. And they're getting no secondary scoring. Correct. Well, yeah, that's all short, shorthanded. Some of the top guys, I mean, Reinhardt doesn't have any goals. Verhage doesn't have any of those eight goals. Bennett has just been horrible. Like, it's not even like you look at the this, none of the eight in regulation. That was in overtime. And that was, but that was Bennett's shot that 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 uh, Kachuk knocked in for the game three game, the tying goal in game three. That was Bennett's shot. So, or was it for Higgies? I think it was Bennett's or Verhage. I don't remember. Heck, you, I, don't I mean, remember. did you just see him lose? It was. The it was the I think it was. Play. I think it was actually Carter's shot that Kachuk tipped in. Bennett had the primary he, assist on the overtime winner. I think Verhage he had did. the primary assist. Okay, on the well, Verhage did. All that's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, but I mean so. that doesn't really change my opinion on no, Bennett being very, very bad in this series. And like, I don't Bennett think there's any reason for him. Like, I, I've mentioned yeah. it already in the series. Bennett has not. Sam Bennett has not been himself this series. And oddly enough, the reason I can tell that is because he hasn't been in the box at all. Let me tell you what, that you have not noticed this, that Sam Bennett in these four. I just I just now, yeah, you haven't seen that from Ben. Of all the crap that's gone on with the Panthers, mm-hmm. especially in Vegas, Bennett was not involved in any of it. Not once. And that's interesting. This- I never even thought of that because there's been so much of a, there's been so much going on, right? So much going on. Right. With the pushing and the shoving and the late hits and all that, it's never it hasn't been Bennett. But anyway, listen, I told you guys before I, I didn't think we were going to see Bennett play in the Boston series. Just you know, and then two three days later, there he is scoring a goal. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Bennett. I, I think he was anyway. We'll we'll find out when this thing's all over. Yeah, the, we, we we talked about the last recap, but it's even more obvious now that the uh, when this thing does end, the list of guys who need surgery for the Panthers. It's going to be long. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be some surprises, but like you're going to hear about Kachuk needing something with his shoulder. You're going to hear about Ekblad needing something with his groin. You're going to hear about um, Gudis needing something. You're going to hear about uh, Bennett needing something like the list is extremely long. And we're and because we're so late in June, you're going to have guys missing the start of training camp with these injuries, right? This isn't oh, yeah. the Panthers off season of old. Um, you're going to have guys in September that aren't on the ice because they're still recovering from injuries from certain. Yeah. 
yeah, training camp starts in three months. Right. Like, yeah. You know, a labrum surgery, like that's a three month three month recovery. Yeah. That's another reason you shouldn't be super optimistic about next year because it's gonna oh, be short off season. I'm not gonna go. I'm not I'm still optimistic about next year. I, 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 I'm I going to be. There's no reason for next season to be worse than this one. We saw with the pan the Panthers mentalities just get in. They don't they're not trying to win the Atlantic. They're not they're like Tampa Bay. Just give us one of the spots. That's all we need. But you know, there's gonna be more competition for it, just like there was this year. But yeah, you know, just make it. Just make it in. We'll see what happens. That's the mentality they need to have. Like you, you I mean, they shouldn't be squeaking in at 92 points again. That's unacceptable. But agreed. But, but we did not see, but we did not see Boston running away with it the way they did, and they won't next year. Um right. You know you're going to have it. You're going to have an improved Detroit. You're going to have a maybe a maybe Ottawa, um, Buffalo. Eh. Buffalo. I, no, I think better. Ottawa and Buffalo are going to be interesting next year. What do you mean when so. when Alex DeBrincat's a Florida Panther next season? Yeah, I, they, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, they're not putting I, that one off. That report I don't aside, I don't think they're in any rush to trade him. I, I don't think they have a choice. Yeah, I think That's if you choice. can't sign him, if you can't sign yeah. him, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, something that I want to point out to go on a, another tangent and perhaps the reason that it does feel like it's over is that Vegas went in the first three games and this is just raw numbers. We're not talking about rates, even though it is still the highest rate of the series in game four, 26 scoring chances at five on five in game one, 17 in game two, 20 in game three, 39 in game four. So it's yeah. it's clearly the worst game of the series that you played, at least at five on five. Yeah, Vegas is getting stronger. Florida's obviously with, with the injuries and everything yeah. else getting weak, getting getting weaker. And that's the that's the point. That's where you're like, sure they got a chance, but then you'll. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because you may not even have Kachuk in the lineup. I don't. Yeah, know. I, don't, yeah. I, I, don't I know. think There's... he's going. I think he's going to play. I just don't think he's going to play much. He's going to be out there for power plays and end the game situation. And you're essentially said that today. Yeah. go 11 and six, which is what you should do. He's that good. And what are you going to get out of Giovanni Smith? Unless they're putting, like you said, Dennis Senko or Mackie. Right. But I mean, that's what on. I'm saying. That's who you're putting in over Matthew Kachuk. Like you, you can't, you just put him in there and you play him. You know, you get an icing and a dead tired line out there. You throw Kachuk out there or power plays and end a game like and you hope that should, that should be you guys' title for this one hope <laughs> no, it's yeah. the hope that kills yeah. you that that should be the title no it's not the title because the title's the sober. title the title will be seasons buried the title will be panthers two golden knights three game four rapid reaction yeah <laughs> maybe i'll take the word rapid out of it not so rapid reaction <laughs> that's a good that's a good one um uh final thoughts guys I want to get predictions Cooked. before we wrap. Final predictions thoughts. Is, predictions is Vegas. And final five, thoughts. Right? I'm sad that the Nuggets won the NBA Finals over the Heat, but it was a great run. And I told Jake this already. My NBA Finals was knocking out the Celtics. Did the Heat play tonight? Did I miss something? No, or tomorrow. You... Oh, okay, he's just that, assuming. That's what I thought. The season is over. Yeah, that's what I thought you were doing. Yeah, well, soon, Bernie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, insane. What a clown. Um... And not burning. Yeah. Prediction for game five, Alex. 
I I think we're is, yeah, I, I, yeah hands, handshakes on handshakes on Thursday the game or Tuesday no, the game's Tuesday Tuesday yeah hey, handshakes on Tuesday uh, I I'm not even doing it for the meme it's just it's how gonna, I feel it's gonna suck already gave my prediction Vegas in six George what's uh, your prediction for game five I think we're uh, I think I'm gonna see you guys Friday night in sunrise. I love it. Okay. At least so, someone's, yeah, at least someone's for, for locker room cleanout day or uh, <laughs> post game at the infield. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love the confidence, George. That'll, that'll be a late way. one after you, uh, you know, cover Vegas lifting the cup and everything. That and and and, and I do, yeah. Okay, so or I'm I'm going to add an addendum to that. I think that that Vegas wins it in six in Sunrise. Yeah, so we're on the so, same so page. It will be a long. It will be a long Friday night. Great, <laughs> great minds and everything. Uh, where are they going to rate us five stars at stanleycuppolishers.com or whatever? Cause I got to get that thing polished up. Lysol rate us, rate us five stars at Ace Hardware. Where do you, where do people buy lost Lysol? Publix. Not Ace Hardware. Publix. CVS. Rate us five stars at CVS. Good night, everybody. Go Panthers. Go Panthers.